All right, Trista, let's check in with our first guest. Vaughn Dalzell joins us at V Money Sports. Vaughn, we appreciate the time, man. Sports betting analyst at NBC Sports. Before we talk some college football and NFL with you, Trista and I, we got some bets that we're sweating tonight. You got anything that you bet college hoops or in the NBA tonight? I do. I want to say thanks for having me. All excited to join you. I wore three chains today for Trista. Uh, once I figured out it was going to be a Trista Crick day last time she was on our show. Um, but, yeah, my bets are definitely sweaty. I'm on the Bucks minus three and a half. So I've been watching along with this Giannis fiasco, waiting to get a live bet in on this points prop. Um, I got St. Louis on the money line in college basketball. And can you guys believe they were down by 18? And uh, now they're down by five. They rallied Ooh. to a 10-0 run nice. to close the half. So feeling much better about that one. Of course, Oklahoma State, how could you not bet them against Chicago State? Uh, that one's looking good on the spread and team total. So. Potentially 4-0 night. I think it might be 3-1. Someone's got to let me down. You know you can't get a clean sweep all the time. It's not that easy. I mean, the chains the chains are the reason for the good mojo. They're like the rally chains, Vaughn. They're the rally chains. True. So yeah, we were you talking lying, about... Yeah, we were talking about the national championship, obviously. I go on your show from time to time, and we talk about college football. And so who better on better to talk about this than you... We've talked about Michigan a lot, me, you, and Eric. I feel, and me and PJ were just talking about this too, it feels like all of this game comes down to whether Michigan's D-line is going to be able to come after Michael Penix and whether their offensive line for Washington is going to be able to protect him. Like, What do you think is, is the key there for Michael Penix to get loose? You literally hit the nail on the head. That's the the biggest key to the game for me is because Washington's offensive line has been impressive all season, but the past two to three games, they've really stepped up in big ways. And uh, Michigan, I mean, oh, my God, goodness, the pressure they were causing on Jalen Milrose, everything we expected. I mean, the center had numerous terrible snaps uh, in the second half of that game. But Michigan getting six, seven sacks on him was impressive. So, yeah, I think the pressure on Penix is the biggest deal, but – also, as a huge Michigan supporter, I love the promo to enter the show, how you were talking about the baby mama inside piece, PJ, uh, because, you know, like, I don't need either. I got one thing only, and that's Michigan, right? Like, Michigan has been my heart and my soul all year. Uh, so I've loved this team, but I have to recognize that Washington is undoubtedly the best offense that they're going to face all season. The Big Ten has a lot of offenses that are jokes to some degree. We like to make the butt of jokes, I should say. Uh, but Penix is definitely someone that could light Michigan up and make some big plays. So I like the over in this game. Um, I took Michigan, of course, but I think the over is definitely a good bet. I think Washington could put up three, four scores. I think Blake Corum, that's your MVP, your most outstanding player. I think he's going for 150-plus, multiple touchdowns. I think he's going to have a big day. Roman Wilson, JJ, too. So I just think both teams are going to put up plenty of points in this game. And uh, you saw – in Washington's last game, the end of that first half, 14 points in, what, 90 seconds uh, between Washington and Texas. Michigan can do that, too. They proved that against Alabama with that comeback. So I think the over is a good bet. You like Michael Penix uh, at the next level, Vaughn? Where do you think he gets drafted now after he's shown really to be a sniper in the college football playoff? I mean, that's, that's definitely a tough question for someone who doesn't cap the NFL draft, per se. I'm more of an NBA draft guy. Um, but for the NFL, I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks coming out this year. I would not be shocked to see Penix become a second-day type of guy, but he certainly put himself in consideration for the first round. I think the thing about Penix for me is you don't see that rushing ability with him. 
Uh, and I think in the NFL nowadays, that's definitely a plus for a lot of these quarterbacks because Caleb Williams can run, Drake May can run, uh, Jalen Daniels can run. Uh, so, you know, Michael Penix hasn't shown that ability as much because he hasn't had to either. He's a dropback quarterback, and he's found the OC that he had success with that short period at Indiana and Washington. So um, I think, you know, everything's worked out for Penix to have a great finish to his career. Don't know how it will translate to the NFL without the rushing ability, but I know he's a dropback passer. And he proved he delivered some dimes against Texas, some pure dimes. Vaughn, when you look at this game between Michigan and Washington, we were just talking about, you know, Washington's offensive line needs to protect Penix. On the other side, you said you expect Blake Corm to have a big game. Like, what do you expect Michigan's game plan to be? Do you almost think Harbaugh and the offense, like, they decide to go with a little bit more ball control? Do you think they have so much respect for Washington's offense that they try and really use Corm, use Donovan Edwards to grind the clock and just chew up possession to try and keep that Washington offense on the sideline as much as they can? Like, do you think McCarthy under passing props, under passing yards could be a look in the natty? Yeah, I actually don't hate that at all. I don't know what the, the number is uh, in Pennsylvania. I don't have player props, so I usually have to go to Eric or Brad for that uh, constantly, which is it's t- so annoying. Uh, but you, you made some great points there. And one thing I'll say is you gave me a flashback when talking about being more bland in, in ball control because when Michigan did their uh, flea flicker numerous times, I mean, my heart was skipping beats, especially on the fumble. And I'm like, you know, there's a time to definitely take your shots and opportunities. I'm all for that. If you get a turnover and you're on the 30 or 40-yard line away from the end zone, take a shot immediately. Like, I'm 100% in for that. Uh, but there's a time of being too cute in such a big game. And I think Michigan will, will refrain from being too cute uh, in this game. So, yeah, I, I like the offensive ball control comment. I think Michigan runs the ball very heavy here and relies on Roman Wilson when they do pass. But uh, J.J. McCarthy under passing props would honestly be a pretty good play here. Vaughn, you've already, you've obviously watched all the games during bowl season. Like, I'm curious, are there teams that you're making mental note of for next season that you really, really like? Because I know Arizona, Virginia Tech, Ole Miss, like those are some teams bringing a lot back that I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to betting next season. Like, are there teams that, that you've already kind of marked down that you know that that's a team to watch for next year? Yeah, throw Kansas State in there too. I mean, Kansas State quarterback Avery Johnson, true freshman, boy, he had some wheels on him. Uh, they said he ran a 4-5 flat out of high school, and it looked every bit of that, maybe a 4-4 potential for him. So I definitely liked uh, what Kansas State had going on offensively. And, uh, I mean, did I love and hate the Iowa-Tennessee under 35-and-a-half play? Uh, but Tennessee, oh, my gosh, their quarterback also. Uh, you know, he was certainly impressive. He was the highest-rated recruit they've had since Peyton Manning. So you got to take a look at Tennessee, and maybe the Hendon Hooker high-octane offense is back next year with the quarterback switch from Joe Milton. But uh, Tennessee and Kansas State are two teams I would add to your list that I'm certainly looking at too. What did you think about the fact that uh, Florida State decided to essentially punt on their bowl game? Uh, it, what a beatdown <laughs> that was. Yeah, I, I saw, and I, I'd love your opinions on this, but I saw odds, odds maker said uh, – Georgia would be laying two points to Michigan in the national championship. Um, did I expect Georgia to just smack up Florida State? Absolutely. I bet it. I told everyone you should. I mean, Florida State's quarterback situation was atrocious. There's no way they deserved to be in the college football playoff on that factor alone. And uh, it sucks to hear that. But I also was a believer that we should have two SEC schools in there. I thought Georgia and Alabama should have been in uh, rather than Texas. Texas 
fourth quarter against Alabama that made their entire season. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma and everything else. All the dominoes fell in their order. But uh, Georgia, Alabama, I felt like were two of the best four teams as well. And I don't know. I don't know about Georgia being favored against Michigan. So I, I want to hear what you two think about that. And who would you would take? I've been on Michigan all year long, Vaughn. Like, I just feel I, like Michigan has been the team of destiny with all of the scandal, yes. with Harbaugh, with the OC crying after the game. Like, we're, we've gotten memeable moments. Okay. Like, Connor Stallions at the Rose Bowl as a fan. Like, to me, it's just felt like it's set up. And, and PJ said it, Harbaugh Bowl. Harbaugh wins the, uh, wins the Natty. Harbaugh wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that uh, actually it's going to be out tomorrow morning on Bet the Edge, but I said I missed my claim to fame earlier this year. I've been all over Harbaugh, and I was like, I could have had that, that ticket on Michigan and the Baltimore Ravens, you know, Super Bowl, <laughs> college football final, when it was actually decent odds because I went to do it around Christmas uh, before Lamar and the Ravens beat the Niners, and the odds were only like plus 850 or something. Uh, and I was like, man, that stinks. Uh, but certainly I feel like exactly what you said, Tristan. Michigan's been a team of destiny. For me, I was looking for a team that I could really just uh, call my own this season and, you know, kind of kind of align what was going on in my life and my transition in life. And I feel like, you know, I was playing the role of the villain. And the fact that they said Harbaugh is a villain and they're trying to kick this guy out and all this stuff going on, I've absolutely loved this team. I've embraced it as well. And uh, I got multiple Michigan shirts on the way, but one of them says BET in uh, all caps from all their tweets, and the other one says free hardball. And you better believe I'm going to be at the gym in my free hardball gear. Don't play with me. Yeah, Vaughn, I, I was at the Rose Bowl between Bama and Michigan, and there was a lot of Michigan Ooh. versus everyone gear. Everybody, There were a lot of people yeah. rocking that. So they're, I almost got they're that. Embracing, they're embracing that mantra. You know what's what's funny is next year this is going to be these two teams actually play. This is going to be a Big Ten game next year between yeah. Washington and Michigan. Like I'm curious, do you think if Harbaugh, even if he doesn't come back, like if Michigan ends up winning the championship because Washington obviously is going to lose a lot, are they still the team to beat for you in in the Big Ten next year? No. Nah. I, uh, no, I love this team, but, you know, I know when to hop off a bandwagon, that's for sure. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's gone, that's a transition period. And then when you're at the top, it's easy just to get knocked off in a transition period. Uh, whether or not they got the interim coach coming in, it does not matter to me. Uh, they'll have a lot of pieces gone, too, though. Uh, Michigan's defense has been so dominant. We saw Georgia's defense take a step back this year with all their NFL pieces. They were still dominant in some ways, top 10 unit for sure, but. Uh, Michigan will see a slight drop-off in a lot of ways next year, especially if Harbaugh's gone. Uh, you know, I'd have to hop off that trade. I'll still support them when I can and, you know, give them my shout-outs. But uh, we're looking for a constant winner, someone that's going to provide for us. And if they're going to be over-inflated against the spread in the first few games next year, then Michigan could be a fade next year, and that maybe that's the way that we approach them. Can I offer you and interest you in Dylan Gabriel and the Oregon Ducks? Yeah, you can. I love that. Yeah, Heisman. It, oh, absolutely. Like that's that's probably your Heisman front runner. I mean, there's a sweet and keep it short and sweet. I mean, yeah, I love it. Is that Jory lock it in? And what are the odds if he did? I I don't see it right now. I'm I'm just looking for it. But I'm an Oregon alum, and you know what time it is. We're carrying uh, yeah. two quarterbacks. We're actually carrying four quarterbacks right now. Uh, and I think Dan Lanning is setting himself up for a dominant run in the Big Ten. 
Yeah, I think the Big Ten is going to be so interesting next year. I mean, and I, I actually mentioned this on uh, on Bet the Edge with the Well Capper last week, and said, you know, not that I think there was any fixation in the college football playoff. I will not say that, uh, but I did think the best scenario for the NCAA and what they wanted with this Big Ten merge next year was to see Washington versus Michigan, um, and set that up. So I think they got what they really wanted here, and I think next year is going to be absolutely insane. I mean, I've been already harping to NBC about some of the matchups we got to try and get on Peacock for the next few seasons. Uh, not that my not that my voice even matters in that conversation, but I'm going to put it out there. Uh, but I want Washington on a lot of primetime games. I want Oregon on a lot of primetime games. I think these two teams are going to be very exciting. But the Ducks and Dylan Gabriel, I mean, they got to be a top three team next year in the preseason pool. Like, I'd probably solidify them as a two or third team and have to say uh, he's my Heisman pick right off the bat. I mean, that's a perfect fit for the Oregon offense. They're going to be really good. Vaughn, we got about 20 seconds left real quick in the NFL. Obviously, uh -oh. we're still trying to figure out who's playing this week, but do you have a favorite bet right now, anything that you made in the NFL? Uh, I'll probably be on the Ravens' first half fighting my Steelers. Uh, I'm going to let that limber get out a little bit more, but the Ravens will probably play hard in the first half, so take that. Sports betting analyst for NBC Sports, Vaughn Dalzell. Vaughn, great stuff, man. Good seeing you. And uh, Trista appreciates you rocking the chains. <laughs> See you later. Thank you.